Hello storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I am your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. Ryan, it is a, it's kind of like a gloomy, mm. cold, wet winter day mm-hmm. today here in the great state of Maine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the more, I think, superior states in many ways, in some ways <laughs> of nature and also COVID cases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're top on the list of, of many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We're achieving in ways we want to and also don't want to. So yeah. take that for what you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I shouldn't laugh about that. It's not funny. But Ryan... How are you, and what have you been playing? Eric, I am, I am doing well. I'm um, so relaxed because I just listened to our most recent bedtime story, and I'm feeling nice and chill and calm um, at, that, at that wonderful time. Um, and yeah. it's, it's, we're, last week was wild at work. Next week, we'll see. Um, but right now, mm-hmm. I'm feeling great because this is my second day off of the weekend, and I'm feeling recharged and ready to take on the world. Um, and then as far as what I've been playing, um, a bunch of games not from this year, and one game from this year, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, I am, I don't actually know how far I am, I'm, I'm just getting ready to head back to Kashyyyk for the second time here soon, um, and that game is like, I know you had told me so many times that it's a really wonderful German game that I would love, and it is, I love it, it's yeah, so great, yeah. um, I'm very bad at the fighting piece, but that's okay, because I just like push people off everything i can (laughs) um so like there's 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 this one moment on um i don't know the name of the planet but it's where you go to the temple where there's like these these two guys standing there and one's one of the big beefy spooky enforcers and i he was like he turned around and there's like four other guys and i just pushed him off and it felt so good that i didn't have to deal with him um so that is my main strategy is is getting them towards an edge and pushing them um, nothing wrong with that so, but it's going great it's going great and I, I really love it the sound design's amazing the characters are really cool and interesting um, I also just finished yesterday 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 morning I was doing the um, epilogue of Miles Morales um, which was really or another a really incredible game that game felt so good to play the characters are interesting the story was good they did a really hot good job like making you emotionally attached to certain characters that epilogue mm-hmm. was like really emotional when you're like going on that scavenger hunt that I really loved and was really sweet and like reflected on grief in a cool way yeah, um, yeah. And, and so that, that whole experience was, was good um, I may go back and play the full Spider-Man game um, because oh, I know the sure. second one is coming out soon, and I think it might still be on sale, so we'll see about that. Um, I've been yeah. fooling around again with Oxygen Not Included as the DLC just came out, where you can go to different um, asteroids and build bases and do multiple bases at the same time. Oh, cool. Um, which is great for that game, because I think the best part of Oxygen Not Included is when you're like starting to build a base, and then the less fun part is like you have this massive base... And you're trying to figure out how to get enough food and your carbon dioxide is building up and you're stressing out. Whereas like that starting part where you're like trying to like overcome this like this 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 asteroid is fun. Mm-hmm. And then me and my partner, we have been playing Chicory, um, which is really great. Switch. Um, it was on PC first and just came out on Switch, I think like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, and it's a really charming game about painting and I'll be talking about it more later. But um, it's really fun. But Eric, how are you? And what have you been playing? I'm good. I'm good. Actually, I just want to step back before I jump into my oh, stuff. Yeah, I, I'm so happy to hear that you're playing mm. both all, all those games. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> especially Jedi Fallen Order and Miles Morales. I think they're so good. Like Jedi Fallen Order is way better than I ever give it credit for. Like I remember when it first 
uh, the previews first coming out for that game, I just didn't even like pay attention because I feel like I got so burned by Star Wars games that I just didn't really care anymore. Especially because like EA is just kind of has that reputation for kind of just throwing whatever they like, especially after Battlefield Two or Battlefront Two. I mean, um, I just didn't really care about Jedi Fallen Order, and uh, but. It, again, it's such a great game. Just the customization alone made me feel very unique in that game. You have your own lightsaber and the colors very unique to you and like all those things. But like you said, Ryan, the the, the, the sound design in the game is so amazing. Um, and then, and the characters are so interesting. I'm very excited to see where you what you think of the overall story when you finish it because mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and Ryan, it's 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 a it's a, a death or it's a souls like kind of yeah, gameplay. So like it is. It, there's nothing I had a hard time too. So you are not alone, I promise you. <laughs> there's some bosses that made me very frustrated after like yeah. the tenth time of dying. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then Miles Morales is again also great. I really hope you do play the no pressure obviously, but I really hope you do play the original Spider Man because I think that like the it's just so good. I and I it sounds so stupid to say it that way, but like the emotional impact you get from Miles Morales, you you will get that and more in the base spider-man game like it's just so good especially like ryan you and i saw um yeah. no way home and we won't spoil anything about that but like that was just a, such a great spider-man story that makes me want to go back and play spider-man again because yeah. it's just like so good the only negative about negative about that or the thing i would like, advise against is i think that the the change to peter parker's design and the new mm, base update is just yeah it's just such a shame it just it really is a tom holland look alike which isn't like necessarily a bad thing if you like tom holland and i do too i like tom holland but the original peter design in the game was just so peter parker it was so different it was i and not so different that's not true but like it, it was just unique to himself it was just peter parker you know like it wasn't it wasn't based on kind of anybody and then they kind of ripped that away from you and gave you tom holland and it's like uh, i i got attached to this original peter i don't know why we have to go to this new one it just it felt weird and and seeing him in miles morales at the new face i'm i'm curious how you thought when you saw peter with his new design because i think you see him in miles morales with his mask off like what did you think it was weird or was it like okay I, for you i so i had no attachment to the old i don't even know what the old model looked like so yeah. i i just like okay this is this is what he looks like um, so I had I didn't have any kind of reaction. I'm I'm actually maybe I'll go and look at what the other old model looked like because I have I have no idea. I remember you mentioning this when they when they did this a while back. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know what the old model looked like. I don't. Know, I just maybe it's just me. I mean I think other people felt this way also, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it's I'm sure once the the next game comes out, it'll be over and done with. You know I almost think about I almost about forced myself to play the the PS5 updated version of the new face to see if I would just get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't know, something feels weird about that. I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm good. I am with you, Ryan. It's another three-day weekend, which is awesome. Um, I wish I felt recharged when I'm trying. <laughs> In terms of uh, the games I've been playing, I finally beat Death Store. Yeah, which is a okay. fantastic little game. I really liked it. It's very simple. I'm going to talk more about it later, probably. Um, but I really, it was really cute. It was really sweet, and it was very frustrating at times, but in a good, in a good challenging way, you know? Um, I also went back to playing some Pokemon Unite, which was surprising. I forgot that Blastoise came out, and Squirtle's like my favorite Pokemon ever, so I thought, why not? And so I've been playing that on my phone um, instead of the Switch, and I thought it was just even more accessible. And I've actually been really liking it. Like, on the phone, Good. it's really not hard to play at all. It's, it's I, awesome. I really liked it a lot, yeah. 
of course, Animal Crossing. Um, I will say, I, Ryan, thank you for your your nice little plug there for the New Year's for the the Animal Crossing bedtime stories. I I promise we're not becoming a bedtime story Animal Crossing bedtime story <laughs> podcast. So um, they'll probably be the last one for a little bit, but you know, hopefully people will like that. But Animal mm-hmm. Crossing, like I was, my partner and I were decking out our island for Christmas. Now I have to get all down, which sucks to think about. And I yeah. just got all the ice. Uh, DIYs for building oh, snowmen. Okay. So I yeah. have all of them, which is a little sad to me because I, I kept getting really excited to build more snowmen and get more DIYs. So, yeah. And then uh, the last game I played is Inscription. And and, and you and, and our friend Dave, who's been on the podcast before, were talking about Inscription. And I, I just kept hearing about it. I saw a, um, a video by Brian David Gilbert on YouTube. If you haven't heard of him, he's really funny. He's a really good video game personality. And he does other things too, but he had talked about his top five games while he baked cookies for each kind of rendition <laughs> of the game or some kind yeah. of baked good. Um, An inscription was one of them. Spoiler alert! And uh, I was like, "This sounds so. In- this sounds so weird to me." So I, I bought it. I'm really bad at it. I need to figure out how to be better at it to like keep getting killed. But um, but it's creepy. It's scary. And I it's almost like that kind of unsettling where you know you're not going to get hurt. Like you're not gonna, you're not really in danger per se something coming out and getting you, but it just feels so uncomfortable still. I've seen those like little beady eyes in the darkness watching you. It's it's creepy. I don't want to say anything else. It's really good. So <laughs> I, I highly, highly recommend it. It's I will beat it though, I swear. I believe I, in you. I I, believe sometimes in I'll you. just I'll be sitting in my living room and I have like ten minutes and like I should play inscription really fast. And then like a half hour goes by. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this has been a bad idea. Yeah. No regrets. But anyway, we all hope that you're doing well. It is actually January first as we record this. It is yeah, the new true. year. I don't know about you, Ryan, but I watched the Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson New Year's. <laughs> I didn't know was it. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> oh, wasn't it wasn't what I thought it was going to be exactly. In a bad, I, I, it was better than I thought it was going to be, but okay, it good. was pretty. It was pretty <laughs> out there. So, what a way to start the new year. We hope you all had a good and safe New Year's Eve and continue to be safe with everything going on in the world. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed our last episode of the bedtime story, the Animal Crossing bedtime story of the New Year's Eve special. Um, we really tried hard on it. I, you know, we tried to do our best with it. So hopefully it was good. And um, as always, please, we would love to hear your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives on all the things we do by emailing us at talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. DM us, comment on our post, let us know what you think, and we will happily read those on the show. And if we are able to do so, we will happily send you a Tales from the Cartridge sticker. That again, as I've said before, you can stick on your local Starbucks and they'll love you for it. They will praise you. They'll be like, wow, thank you. We are the unofficial spokespeople of Tales from the Cartridge. I'll say, you're welcome, Starbucks. <laughs> anyway, uh, today, Ryan, actually, if you, if you wouldn't mind, do you want to announce oh, sure. what our episode is today? Yeah, so we were kind of back and forth on what we wanted to do, but we figured the best way is to combine those ideas into one giant episode, um, and mm-hmm. we'll see how long it goes. But that's okay, because you, <laughs> you love to hear us talk about games, which is why you're here. Um, yeah. So we're going to break this down into two, possibly three parts, um, but definitely two. Um, the first section will be kind of the uh, what we think are the best stories um, in our opinion of 2021, the, the stories that we enjoyed or we thought were different or interesting or meaningful. 
Um, and that'll be the first section. The second section will be our, our most anticipated stories of 2022, as we are now in 2022, which is wild. And there's a lot of games yeah. supposedly coming out that could be really <laughs> incredible um, if they all come out. Um, so we'll kind of talk about those. And then we have some time. We'll talk about some of the games that we missed in 2021 because there are so many of them mm-hmm. um, that we didn't get to play that I think probably would have made it on these lists if we did. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll kind of go from there. But yeah. That's our, that's what the episode is. Best stories in 2021 and most of us say in 2022. And I think too, like these, I think the games we picked are ones we, we finished. Does that sound yeah. correct to you? To yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, there's a few games I did not finish that I started this year. Um, Metro Dread, I'm looking at you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so these are games that we are, uh, we finished and so we kind of, we know for sure, we, you know, what the story is exactly and, and all that good stuff. So you know, we're not going to be like, well, you know, for example, for me, I'd be like, well, Metro Judge seems like a really good story. I'm only like halfway through it, but <laughs> you know, I'm sure it's great. But yeah, so, so we have a few, it's one that we share and the rest we don't, which is exciting. Yeah. So different perspectives, have, but. Yeah, we have different, different tastes in games, which is, I think, a good thing. Oh yeah, that's always a good thing. At least I think so. Mm-hmm. Until we want to play something together. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, right. Which actually, we're going to play Back, or, uh, Back for Blood, hopefully, sometime soon. Yeah, hopefully soon. Exciting. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I, I'm very excited um, to see what that experience is going to be like. Me too. Me too. I'm actually I'm very, very excited for it. <laughs> um, all right. So, but to, to start us off with the best stories of 2021 from Tales from the Cartridge, Ryan, would you like to take it away with your first game? Sure. Um, so my my personal one of the three, what I think are the best stories of this year for me is Inscription. We talked about a little bit at the top and um, Inscription is a game. And I'm sure if you've listened to anyone talk about this game, you've heard this over and over. The less you know, the better going into it mm-hmm. because it improves that experience. But it is a game that takes so many wild twists and turns. It is a game that is so unique in how it tells its story and the way that story is told in a way that is unlike any other game I've experienced. And, and uh, unfortunately, you don't get these story beats until kind of pretty far into, into that experience. The game is broken into acts, um, three pretty distinct acts. Um, so, and they, and they all are, are, are really interesting and different. Um, there's a lot of layers to the game. And again, the less I say, the better. But, I mean... Even in, 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 they're actually coming out with a DLC that is just that first act, which is just the cabin act, because I think it's it's one of the strongest, if not the strongest, um, of, of the acts for, for a variety of reasons. And one of the reasons I think Inscription does such a good job of hooking you in is that first act is so distinct and interesting and weird, and the the main adversary feels kind of endlessly powerful to a way in which you no matter what you do you will not be able to overcome them so any (laughs) little victory you get feels so good and so meaningful um because of how imposing that character is and how you know intense it is and you're looking for part of the part of that first act is it's the the deck building in the cabin and then like an escape room style experience and you're like scouring that room for any upper hand you can get because of how imposing this this figure is in in the story and then that changes so drastically as you as you move through the experience in such a really cool and interesting way and i cannot wait to hear eric after you get through that first act what your thoughts are and and where you think things are going because it is it is just so cool um and it is for me the reason i picked it is it is just so unique i haven't i haven't experienced anything like it um and i'm I'm, i hope i see more narrative games with 
gameplay elements that are so engaging and if you like deck building really enjoyable it's, it's just a really good deck building game like as good or pretty close maybe not as good it doesn't have as much depth but as much fun as like slay the spire but it also has so many other things going on um in the background um that that made me really love it and again it's, it's a hard game to talk about and maybe someday we'll talk about like a spoiler filled episode just to kind of oh, talk to our feelings on it because it is it is so wild um, but yeah, so that's that's my first game. Um, one of my, my three favorite stories of the year that I played in, to completion is is Inscription. Oh, I'm still in the first part, and you were right, Ryan. This that the the you're like without I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say too much, but like the like you said, the adversary that feels very overpowering feels very overpowering. Yeah. <laughs> I just like literally kills me because like any upper hand I have, and I don't want to use it too soon. And when I use it too soon, I'm like, well, this is over. I this this just it's impossible. But it isn't. It isn't. I just you gotta keep going, and I I realize that. So, but no, it's cool. I'm I I think it'd be. I mean, granted, as someone who's only played in the very beginning of the game, it sounds like. Um, I think it could be such a cool bed. Oh, not bedtime story. Tales. Just a terrifying bedtime story of you and this and this spooky man. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> just putting on those those wooden masks and like turning his head in a weird. way. I thought Limbo was pushing it for bedtime stories, but <laughs> I almost feel like it could be like a real life thing. Someone can actually make almost like a like a escape room type thing, but with this kind of concept. I think it could totally be a thing. It would be amazing. It would be so yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very excited to see what happens. But I will probably play it sometime this weekend. I know. <laughs> so. Yeah. So many games, so little time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump into my first game, if that's cool. Yeah, no, uh, please and do. So my first game, and hear me out, is I was a little back and forth on this, but I thought the more I thought about it, the more I felt it right with it. My first game I picked was Death Store. And for those of you who played Death Store, you're probably like, why are you picking Death Store for best one of the best stories of 2021? But hear me out. Because I think what Death's Door does so well is that it's such a simple game in terms of its story. It's very straightforward. You, know, you are a kind of Grim Reaper type character. You need to collect three souls. And that's kind of the main basis of the game. And you have to unlock this strange door that needs these three souls, these three powerful souls. And... You know, from there, the game is very kind of straightforward, but there are twists and turns that are very interesting. And it kind of does, it has a lot of like interesting story beats. It doesn't kind of bear down on you in terms of like what happens per se, but you kind of know the significance of the impacts of the story when they happen, if that makes sense. It's more of an emotional connection than it is like a lore in like knowledge. Does that make sense? And understanding. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's a great kind of like folktale type of story. You know, it's a very much like a it's very much like a simplistic, more like a Link's Awakening, Legend of Zelda type story than it is like a Breath of the Wild or Ocarina of Time. Um, it's just it's just really it's really good and done right. And that's why I think uh, for myself personally, I love simple stories. I like stories that don't take itself like it doesn't go crazy in the lore. It doesn't go out of control. It's not like hard to understand what the heck's going on or what's what's happened in the world. It's just you kind of just understand like the general basis of the of what is happening and then what you need to do. And I think this makes it such an easy story to digest and just appreciate. And that's what I love about Death Store. And and again, the, the gameplay is fantastic. If you love Legend of Zelda or games like that, I think you would love Death Store. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. The character designs are are fantastic. It's a really cute game. It's challenging, but also feels rewarding when you when you beat it. So very, very good game. I highly recommend it for a story. But you think you need to play it, right, Ryan? You haven't played it yet? 
I haven't played it yet. I really, I really would like to. And and I mean, I think like to your simple and easy to digest. I mean, I think writing a simple, a simple, a simple, a simple, <laughs> meaningful story that you connect to without all of that context is is in some cases a lot harder to do than yeah. to you know than to like have a bunch of you know a, a large opening with a lot of text or or to give you all this information for you to connect with these characters. If if you can you know just connect to those human elements that like about grief or loss or whatever it is that are really meaningful and easy to connect with. I think that makes that story more meaningful. And if you can do it in the simplest, easy way possible, that, that takes more skill than, you know, something really convoluted and dense. Yeah. I think it just, I think that just the atmosphere the the game creates alone kind of helps carry that as well. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of understand where you're at in the beginning. Um, And and I think it doesn't hold your hand, but it doesn't need to. I like that. You know, it's not challenging to understand. I, I I really liked it. It's just it's a nice little game. I like the story. It's really it's really cute, and it, it does have like a good message in it. You just had to look for it. And I think it's really it's really cool. So highly recommend it. Very very good game. Uh, Ryan, I think yeah, we share this actually. We do. We share this next one. Yeah, so we can just both talk about. It, but I'll let you take it away, please. <laughs> okay, sure. So the next one that we are going to talk about would be Deathloop. It is a game mm-hmm. that um, we both played around similar times. Yeah. Um, and I think what makes this game unique is, is there's a bunch of things, but like it has this really great voice acting that sells that story so much that you want to keep going because you want to hear what these characters are going to say and how they're going to interact because it is done yep. so well. The concept and the world you're in is so... You know, fully fully explored and fully thought out, and that you know you can go to the same place at four distinct times, and you'll find little interesting pieces and differences in all of those things. And it, it, there's just so much storytelling in that world building. Um, the narrative hook is really good, in which like your your purpose is to kill these seven folks. That's it, or eight folks, or is it eight? Is it seven? So I, I was I was back and forth. I think it's seven regular then plus. Juliana, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. I think to, to, yeah. Yeah, kill these seven folks, and then, you know what I mean, the, the game is over. But the way in which it has you do that is really interesting and engaging. And it starts off slow and simple and gets more and more complex and adds more really cool systems and layers to it so that each of those loops feel meaningful um, in a way that is it is it is really great. And and the, the gameplay fits really well in, in with that, and there's a lot of ways to go about it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just a really wonderful experience. I mean, I think it doesn't finish as strongly as it starts, but it still is, yeah. is a really great, great experience. Yeah. I did want more, <laughs> in terms of the story, I did want more at the end than it gave, which maybe is setting up for more in the future. I don't know. Um, depending because, well, I don't want to give away too much, but I, I agree with you, though. It could have done more, I think, in in different ways. But for, for me, Deathloop, like, I think I love it because, like, it is kind of a story you craft on your own right there's a main story you can complete it kind of like pushes you to complete this like main story per se in terms of how you want to handle the situation but you can also kind of finish the game in any way you really want to if you want to go balls to the wall and just destroy everything you can do that in a sense and i love that it just the more things you do the more you put the puzzle pieces together and how you can accomplish it easier and i think that's just a lot of fun to do narratively um and like you said ryan the the main character cole and and his like main app one of his main adversaries juliana in the game like their back and forth is just so good and it builds more of that world for you and their in their dynamic and relationship. Like they'll talk to each other, you know, Cole will talk to the Juliana and Juliana responds through your PlayStation five controller or through, I don't know if Xbox has that either, but at least on PS five, you know, Juliana talks back to you through the PS five controller and, um, and it just feels so like 
awesome. It just it just the 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 back and forth makes you feel like it's real. It's like it's like a real thing going on here. It just feels so natural and and fun. It doesn't take you out of it at all, which it totally could. I think that that kind of thing could totally take you out of the game. And it's like oh, this feels weird. It doesn't. At least it didn't for me. Um, yeah. I thought it was just so much fun. It was so good. And it's also a game that like you know if you mess up like you, you're not really committed to anything you just restart like and it's not a bad thing to restart because you'll do that often like it's just it's a game that rewards you for failing in a way but also rewards you for winning you know for doing what you need to do and it's it's just a, a great time like the and all the characters are fun they're all unique and we're in weird ways like they're all just kind of wacky and nutty and they all interact differently with each other and it's kind of fun and it's just it's nice to see how a story kind of unfolds in the way that you want it to or you know yeah i don't want i'm trying to like not say anything <laughs> spoilery so i sound like i'm rambling yeah. but like it's just a very fun game it's a very fun story um arcane can do no wrong like they do so, such a good job with <laughs> yeah. their games like they're just so good every story that they make is just so good so highly recommend it um if you haven't played death loop it's probably on sale right now yeah so most things are yeah so definitely pick that one up uh, well, actually, right? Is it cool if I go with my last one? Then you Please do your do. last yeah. one. All right, cool. They, they fit together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my last one, because Death Loop was both of our second ones. Our last game, my last game that I picked for best story of 2021 was Returnal. Returnal is like the total opposite of of Death Store. Like literally the total opposite of Death Store. Because uh, it is a game that is just wacky and crazy and just out there, but in the best way. Um, it is a game that does not hold your hand, and if you reach out to hold its hand, it will push you away and tell you that you, you don't know. It doesn't know who you are, and you're not its parent. You know what I mean? Like it is, it is a rough situation. It is. It's kind of like almost like an abusive relationship in a sense, like which is typically bad. Don't be in those. But in terms of video game, it's interesting because like it really forces you to pay attention and put together what you think the story is. So when I beat the game, it doesn't really necessarily tell you what the story is per se you, you have to put it together so i watched other people online their videos on youtube on like what they thought the story was and i adamantly was like no some people would be like yeah yo, you're right i think this is what it is other people would have a whole other interpretation of what the game meant i was like no there's no way that's true so what i love about this game is that the story the story is so interesting that people are taking different things and crafting kind of like their own story based on what you know and it's just wild. And I don't think anyone really would really ever truly agree on one story. I think people are always going to be div like, kind of div divisive on what they think actually happened in Returnal. Um, but that's why I, I almost want to play it again just to revisit the story and just talk to somebody about it. Because I feel like, I, I, I just feel like I'm in that wheelhouse. Like, I just I feel like my, my side of the story is right compared to someone else's <laughs> that I've heard. Like, I just want to, like, it's crazy. And, and it's, it's creepy and interesting. And it's just, it's, but it's, I think it, overall it's a story of loss and what loss means and how we handle loss. And it can be a very scary thing to handle loss and Returnal kind of shows why. And I think that's really cool. So highly recommend it. Like Again, I keep saying that for all these games, but the, all these games are really good. Like Returnal is just, if you want to kind of just be like, have your mind blown and just kind of trying your best to piece together what this story is, but at the same time being kind of creeped out and mesmerized, Returnal is straight up for you. It's so good. If you are afraid of roguelikes, I recommend Returnal. It's a game that is not like a normal roguelike. I played it like, so I've only ever played Dead Cells and Hades, and I played Returnal like that, and I realized I was doing it wrong. It is a game that is a roguelike, but is different than those other games. It's very good. 
So. Okay. Have you played it, Ryan? Have you played Returnal? No, I haven't. I have not. I have not touched it yet. It is. It is on my list of things to check out um, <laughs> because it sounds really interesting. Yeah, I think you'll. I think you'll like it. If you ever do, please let me know. I think trying to do a story of it on Tales would be fun. I don't know if it'd be doable. Just again, <laughs> right. based on how little people actually like probably know the actual story. Um, yeah. That'd be one of those things if we ever got big enough to talk to somebody from. I forget who developed Returnal now. I think I knew off the top of my head up for a second. Um, but talking to someone who actually knows the story and, and feels it in, you know, that would be really cool to know. But Ryan, Ryan, your last game. What is your last game for Best Story uh, 2021? Yeah, so my last game is Chicory, um, A Colorful Tale, which is a game that I actually just started playing a couple months ago. Um, and this game it wasn't on my radar at all until I started seeing it pop up on, on some lists of, of Best Games of the Year. Um, and what I love about this game, it is it is charming and it is it is sweet. The character you play is effectively a janitor for this incredible painter. And these aren't spoilers. This, you find this out in the first you know, five minutes of the game. You're a janitor and you like worship and love this incredible artist who is the the holder of the magical paintbrush that is used to paint the world. This this painter is the one who adds color to the world, and and something happens, and you end up taking up the paintbrushes, this janitor, and you just make the world look like this like terribly colorful mess. <laughs> but over the course of the game, you're like dealing with, um, you know, what it means to be somebody who's creating things and have to be constantly creating things for people. And do you do it quick to get it done? Do you take your time? And then they they give you the same response no matter what you do. And then you're also dealing with this character who you who you loved and cared about as an artist who is going through this this really intense burnout. They don't believe their art is worthwhile or meaningful. And you talking them through that and them them kind of sharing how hard it is to to be an artist who's constantly have to create things. And it it just it goes in so many really interesting deep ways that you would not expect from what is effectively like just a really sweet cute looking game where you play this dog who has a food name in this like world that everything is named after like dinner like one the towns are dinner dinner luncheon and breakfast or brunch you know what I mean it's just like this really sweet charming game but as you're going through this world you can paint everything has been black and white and you fill it in with your own colors. And you use that to solve puzzles and to, to fight bosses and to go into solve dungeons in these really cool, interesting ways. But really, it is a story that is, is using all those tools to kind of talk about what it means to be an artist who's creating things and how hard that can be. And how if you're constantly pushing yourself to make things, you're going to burn out or, or, or you have imposter syndrome. You don't think anything you do is good, even though it's objectively incredible. There's one moment in the in the game where you and this you and you as the janitor and this this artist you worship are, are going to paint pictures of each other. And obviously like me and my partner trying to draw this creature it looked like ridiculous it was it was very abstract um yeah, yeah. and then the 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 artist showed me there and it's this like incredible stunning piece and they're like yeah this is it i don't I, i'm sorry i don't really like the colors here and i don't like the line work here and it's just this really sweet charming and then you kind of go back and forth supporting each other and in just this really beautiful way um, that makes it just a really incredible game, especially as somebody who like not super frequently, but sometimes like sometimes is creative and creates things and doesn't think anything that I do is is quite perfect enough. And how do you how do you deal with that you know perfectionism and what can that do to an artist in, in a really cool interesting way? So if you are someone who you know creates things or does these types of things, which most people do, it is worth checking out. And it's just also just a fun game to like 
paint everything green and, and paint the trees blue and all these kind of fun, silly things. <laughs> Even like I, I get burnout and um, imposter, imposter syndrome for my profession, let alone yeah. like when I create things like that's I, I struggle with that, you know, every now and then. So like, I feel like that's a game. It's probably cool. I, I, I imagine these, these the developers of this game probably have felt that many times and wanted to yeah. make a story around that. And I think it's really, that's really sweet. It's a story that kind of has a lot of like uh, meaning behind it. Which is yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I gotta try that. Okay. It's on the <laughs> Switch. Sweet. Is it on the Switch? Is that right? It's, it, it, so it came out on PC a while ago and it just came out on Switch and it is the perfect... There's also, if you play handheld, there's touch controls. You can paint with touch, which is really great. You can use um, the... Uh, uh, what are they called? The little things that come out of the Switch. Oh, the Joy-Cons? The, the jo- you can use the Joy-Cons, point them at the screen and paint. I found it most easy to just use the controller, but you can paint with the Joy-Cons, which can be really fun, especially if you're playing with somebody who isn't a traditional gamer because, or somebody who plays games. Because yeah. one character, one the main player controls Chicory, the character, or no, sorry, not Chicory, who controls your character, the, the janitor who you name at the beginning, and mm-hmm. they move them around, and you also have a paintbrush, and then the second player just controls paintbrush. So it's it's like really simple and easy and, and, and fun, and, and it moves to the world like in tiles, kind of like the old Legend of Zelda games, so you'll shift oh, over. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like if you zoom out and look at the map, you can see the exact way you've painted all these places so it looks really cool like this really cool beautiful piece of artwork that you've when you've painted the whole world it's it's really wonderful it's a really charming game that's um, cool and it's it's also fairly cheap so um, i don't know if it's on sale but it, i think it was maybe 20 bucks if that um i don't actually fully remember but it's it's really sweet and charming um and i, I suggest checking it out that's so cool. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, I'll have to try that out. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Well, that, that was our both of our yeah. three games for Best Stories of 2021. Again, there's so many, I'm sure, for 2021. It's kind of a weird year for games, but I feel like we had some really good ones, mm-hmm. um, which transitions us perfectly into 2022. There's a lot of supposed games coming out, which <laughs> knock on wood, that happens. Yeah. I'm a little afraid of some of them uh, that are supposed to come out in 2022. I think that is not going to happen. But we did our best to come up with a list of three games each that we feel will hopefully come out in 2022 uh, that we are excited for to to see story-wise. So, yeah. Ryan, is it cool if I jump in? Can I start? Please do. Okay? Please do. Yeah, I'd love that. So the first one I put down uh, for most anticipated stories of 2022 uh, for the first one was Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. And like, what a departure from Rocksteady Games, who made the Arkham series, to go into a Suicide Squad game about killing the Justice League. Like, what a radical story. Like, especially because, like, the Suicide Squad movie came out, and it was very popular, people really liked it. Um, I just feel like it's going to be such a wacky and wild ride as you play these villains who kill the Justice League, you know... It, I just feel like the story is going to be insane. Like, and just from the trailers alone, you can kind of tell like how wacky and crazy this story is going to be. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun and a huge departure from what you would normally take from a, a superhero video, video game. It's like the opposite of like Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, like totally is the opposite of that. And which I think is exciting. It's fun. It's different. And it's it's different and also not different, which I think is kind of interesting. So I'm very hopeful that the story for this game is holds up to what I'm hoping it's going to be. Um, I don't know. I feel like Rocksteady always has a, has a, done a good job with their games, so I'm I'm hopeful that this will be the same. Um, it's a new take for them, so you know, say what it will. But they've been working on this for quite a while, I think. So I'm hopeful that they've kind of ironed out all the kinks to everything 
hopefully story especially um because i think it's just gonna be a fun fun ride but i, I just don't understand how they're gonna kill batman there's just no way so good luck with that <laughs> so, okay. we'll see if, it, if it's a story that makes you kill batman that's wild that is wild. Let alone killing all the other ones, right? Killing the Flash and Wonder Woman and Superman, but who cares? Need that kill Batman? Like that's going to be crazy. If I see that now, my mind's running wild with what the story could be. Because I feel like Batman has to be the end bad guy, right? You would think Superman, right? The unholy god of Earth, of like you know. But no, I think it has to be Batman. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's gonna be fun. See, the more I talk about, it, the more I really want to know what the story is. <laughs> What's so that? it's gonna be a wild ride. I'm very, very, very excited for it. Are you? Have you played the Ark? Did you play the Arkham games, Ryan? Yeah, I played. Yeah. I believe I've played them all. I think Arkham City. I don't know if I finished. Um, Arkham City was that. The, that was the most recent one, correct? No, uh, Arkham Knight. Oh no! No, yeah, I haven't played uh, Knights. I played um, Asylum City and Origin, I believe. Um, and they were really fun games. Um, they, they had really interesting stories. I, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not a huge Batman fan as, a, mm. as an individual, but they were, they were really great. They were really great games and they were really good Batman, at least from my very limited idea of who Batman is and what his story is. Yeah. Um, they seemed like really good representations and like the, the, the Joker was such an interesting character in those games and they did a really good job fleshing out those worlds and those characters to make them all really interesting and engaging. So yeah, I'm excited to see what they'll do. Um, and I'll probably check it out if, if it ends up being as good as it sounds like it will be. I think it might be, I'm hoping it's multiplayer. I don't know off the top oh, of my head Oh, that head would be so true. cool. But I would, I would think it's kind of the perfect game to be multiplayer because it's four villains that you're playing as. You're playing as a, oh God, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, and... Not Killer Croc. Oh, man, what's his name? Oh, he's from the new movie, too. Oh, my God. I don't know. The giant shark guy. Man, I should know this. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, like, slowly trying to look it up. King Shark. King Shark. King Shark. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of the perfect game to have, you know. So, that'd be cool. That'd be especially cool if they made you only have one person buy it so everyone can play with you. But I highly doubt that. That would be, be very case. cool. Yeah. I don't think WB games would allow that to, to happen, but you never know. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my first one, Ryan. What is uh, what's your first game, or your most, your first most anticipated story of twenty twenty two? Um, so before I jump in, Eric, I was actually just trying to look back and see what my most anticipated game of twenty twenty one was, mm-hmm. story wise, just to get get a get an idea of what we were looking out for. Um, and I think my most anticipated game of 2021 was also Horizons Forbidden West. <laughs> um, uh, but what, what I wanted to say was um, the past couple of years, certainly 2019 and then 2021, my ended up my, my favorite story of the year ended up being these like tiny indie games that I had yeah. no idea were coming out. So um, I am going to talk about my three most excited games of these big games that I'm sure I will love and enjoy. But um, so often it ends up being, and maybe it's just because I'm getting old, it ends up being like these <laughs> tiny indie games that I end up falling in love with and appreciating the story. In 2019, it was Oberdin. In 2021, it was Inscription. And I don't remember what my favorite story of 2020 was. Um, but I'll have to go back and look that up sometime. But all that aside, yeah. Yeah. Um, my most anticipated story of 2022, one of them, is Horizon Forbidden West. Um, for the same reasons that I, I mentioned last time we talked about this. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see what they do with Alloy. 
I think the first game had a really interesting story and left off in an interesting place with the ramifications of how that story ended. And I'm curious to see where it goes. Um, I think like visually it's going to be stunning and I think that will add to the storytelling. The world, that, that world is so complex and much larger than you expect it to be um, and tells so much story through that that I'm, I'm curious to see where they go. With that, I mean, I, I think the first game had had a pretty decent story. You cared about those characters, and I, I'm hoping they'll do the same. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything, like, surprising. I think it's probably going to be what we expect. But again, I, I have no idea, and I think if, if they just do what they did with the first game, it, it, for me, will be a success narratively because the narrative of the first game was, was pretty strong. Um, and that world was so interesting and engaging um, that I'm hoping for more of that. Hopefully they can capture that same, like, unique way in which the world in the beginning felt so small and then opened up and as as the character was discovering how big this world was you were discovering how big this world was and they did such a great job with the lead up to that first game of making you think it was just kind of you wandering through the jungle fighting robot dinosaurs and it ended up being like a much larger experience than that although that is a lot of it um that i'm, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do this time i still need to play the first one <laughs> it's, I, played, it, I played a little bit, but I didn't. I didn't yeah. beat it. Yeah, I know. I know you had mentioned you you didn't get super into it as much, and that's that's okay. I want to. I just like I know we talked about this, and I'm sure everyone's going to scream it when they hear this and they played this game. But like, it was something about like Aloy's like use of language or how she spoke was so different than everybody else's it just always threw me off and bugged the crap out of me <laughs> and i'm sure there's probably a great reason as for why that is but it's just so like blatantly obvious that it just just drove me crazy and i was like why is no one questioning how this lady's talking to them like everyone else talks the same except for her and i'd be like why are you talking like that <laughs> like this is so weird and I'd be like, and she can't like Guys, I really need some help here. Like, oh, Aloy, well, we need to do this. And, like, I don't know how they talk. I, it's been forever since I played. But, like, the, the point is that it just threw me off so much. I feel like anyone else, would, any normal person would be like, oh, I just lost my headphones. I'm going to still go rant. Any normal person would have been like, why the heck are you talking like that? But no one does. And it's frustrating to me. So, yeah, I'll play it again eventually, though, I'm sure. You can always, like, get a feel for the second one and then go back if you like it. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably watch some previews and get I mean, the 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 beauty alone of that game. Like I know that's yeah. not what we're talking about, but like, geez, Louise, that game is <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people like it, so I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of uh, merit to that, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna just bite the bullet, Ryan, for my yeah, second game. It's the obvious it, one. It's the obvious choice that we again looking yeah. back, we had talked, we've talked about this already. Yeah, I, I'm sure we have. What more can we say? Like, but it's just you can't like not say it. I feel like it's the most anticipated game. I, I yeah. truly do. Oh, certainly. And that it's a God of War Ragnarok. Like, what what more can you say? The the trailer came out for it semi recently, um, and it just looks crazy. And I think it, it looks so. I'm just so excited based on how God of the first God of War of the reboot, or I don't know. Do you call it a reboot? Kind of like a, it, kind it's 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 almost like a it, the game was in conversation with the previous games almost yeah. in, a really, in a really unique way that you don't usually see where like it reflected on how bad it was in an, an, <laughs> in the past not like gameplay wise but like narratively unkind to humans in the world it, it, it has reckoned with that in such a cool and interesting way that it, it certainly felt like a I don't even know. It's a reboot of the franchise, but certainly the same character is still dealing with the ramifications of their choices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. And I feel like it was, it was uh, as someone who like thinks about his relationship with his father a lot, like it really made me connect with the game yeah. a whole lot, you know, like in terms of like what 
my dynamics with my father is and what it'll be like if I ever have kids, like, which is absolutely terrifying to think about. <laughs> but, like, it's just so, it was just such a wild ride and it really connected me emotionally in a way that I never would have thought I'd say I connected emotionally to a God of War game. Mm-hmm. Like, a game that I felt like I really did not, a series I did not enjoy at all. Like, I loved God of War 3, but I really hated Kratos. Like, I loved, I loved the, the Greek gods in it and finding the Greek gods that's so cool but Kratos is a character I really hated I adamantly yeah. hated I think I've told that the story a thousand times on here but I'll say it one more time there's a part and spoiler alert for God of War 3 from forever like 12, like 10 years ago or 20 years ago or something um, there is a part <laughs> in the game where you have to hold this crank open to go through a door and you can't hold the crank and go through the door at the same time so he forces one of poseidon's daughters to hold the crank for him while he goes to the door so you are trying to do this challenge you like walk away and you hear this horrifying like screaming crunch sound you come back and realize that poseidon's daughter because the crank was so heavy was taken in by the crank and lodged inside of it and effectively killed while also like holding the crank in place and chris just doesn't care like he yeah. just like it's like a means to an end and he just goes through the door and goes about his day and I thought like how why are we supporting this character like, I don't care about him like I don't care about anything he does he's not a good pro- like Poseidon's daughter say what you will about Poseidon right he sounds like a, a horrible person in the game but like Poseidon's daughter I don't think did anything wrong that we know yeah. of like she didn't like like do anything to Kratos but like for some reason in his mind he felt like it was okay for her to suffer in that way and it was like it was just fine and I just thought it was such a a gross thing. I just felt gross to even want to continue to play as him sometimes. Like when at the end, again, spoiler alert for God of War 3, again, it came out forever ago. <laughs> so take it for what you will. When you fight Zeus at the end, I almost want Zeus uh, to beat the crap out of him. Um, it felt kind of good. So anyway, I'm leaning back now to the new God of War where it's like I now support Kratos in this weird way. I never thought that was going to happen, but I support oh, yeah. Kratos, someone who is trying his best despite the actions that he's had in the past to be a better person now. And it's that, and you see that struggle. It's not perfect. It really is hard. I'm very curious. And you see it in the trailer too. It's not a spoiler. You see it in the trailer for, for Ragnarok that Kratos is still struggling at times to control his control his rage when Atreus is like, we need to do this. And, and Kratos is like, no, you're going to stay here and we're not doing this. You know, like you still see it now. And it, it's probably always going to be a problem for him, but that's what's really cool about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that the, you know, here's some minor spoilers for God of War, the reboot. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see the fallout with, with Freya. I'm excited to see kind of the ramifications of that. Cause again, that's in the trailer also. Um, and kind of what goes on. I, the, have you seen the concept art for Thor that they released for his yeah. Indian character? Yeah, he Super looks like much more like his 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 original like Norse, mm-hmm. like this big fat jerk who just kills people for fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think it's awesome. I love that yeah, they're going I, that I route. think it's it's really it's really cool. It's a, such a unique way to per, to show this character who like in in culture we have a very clear idea of Chris Hemsworth as Thor, which mm-hmm. is pretty wild. But um, that's who we kind of connect with that character. And here is like the more traditional idea of what he he looks like, and it's it's so interesting. Yeah, I think it's gonna be such a wild ride. I can't wait. Yeah. Like it's good. Yeah, it's gonna be so good. And I think it's probably my most anticipated. Oh, well, if if the next Zelda doesn't come out in twenty twenty two, God of War is probably <laughs> most anticipated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same. I mean, maybe maybe it's even more anticipated than Zelda. Honestly, it's like it's up there. Like it, I think Corey Bar. Uh, actually, it's Corey, not Corey Barlog this time. He's not the director of this, of this game, so I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway, uh, you know, Santa Monica Studios does such a great job in their game. So like, it's just it's gonna be. I don't know. I think you just kind of know it's gonna be good. So we'll see what yeah. happens. But yeah. yeah. So Ryan, what's your, what's your second game? 
Uh, yeah, so um, this is a game I don't know a ton about, but because of kind of what we've already <laughs> spoken about today, um, I am excited. Uh, Redfall. It's a game by Arcane, the folks. Not Arcane, because uh, uh, there's Aus- Arcane La- um, Austin, there's Arcane Lions, right? Those are the two studios. Leon or whatever. Leon. Yeah. 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 yeah, so like Arcane Austin, I believe, did Deathloop, and Arcane, is that right? I, I think Leon did it. I think, um, All right, Leon I'm pretty did sure, De- yeah. yeah. So effectively, the people who did Dishonored, right, weren't working on Deathloop, but the, they because they were working on Redfall, which is a game where it is a a co-op game. At least it looks like a co-op game. I'm assuming it is. I think it you is. play yeah, like one of four like vampire hunters in this in this world where you're where like has been taken over by vampires. The reason I'm so excited is because it is made by Arcane, who I like have loved every one of their narrative experiences to mostly successful degrees um all successful degrees um and i want to see what they're going to do with this co-op experience i want to see if they can pull off telling a co-op narrative which i think in some ways is much harder because you 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 just don't have as much autonomy over what the characters are saying and doing and maybe they'll find a way to do that similar to how they did it with Deathloop. is even though we were playing cole you know I had a really good idea who Cole was and what his beliefs were and how he was moving through the world, even though I was also controlling him. Maybe they'll do that with with Redfall, but I, I'm just so curious to see. And the characters look all different and interesting. Even though I'm not like particularly interested in vampire stuff, I'm very excited for this game just because it looks so cool and the characters look so interesting and diverse and, and like they have a really wide range of dealing with the world. Um, I'm really excited for this experience. I think I'm most hopeful. I'm right there with you, Ryan. Like Arcane yeah. can do no wrong for me. Like I just I yeah. love everything they've made. Which is why when like when Redfall the trailer came out, I was like so like, oh my god, like this is arcane. Like this is so not what their normal thing is. It's like yeah. kind of scary at first. My hope for Redfall is it reminds me of like a Left for Dead or Back for Blood situation. But with with Arcane involved, I'm hoping that like with Arcane making this game, I'm hopeful that like they'll add the narrative piece that they've had in all their other games to it to make it more of a complete game. So it's not just a run around, shoot them up, kill, you know, zombies or vampires or whatever. It's going to, it'll be that plus a cohesive story that is fun and interesting and has lore and, and world building. I think that would be so cool. It's what, it's what those other games have missed, I feel like. Yeah. Granted, yeah, I've never certainly. played Back for Blood. At least I've never played a day and I'll, I'll learn more. <laughs> yeah. But, um, um, but that's what left. That's what Left for Dead is lacking, you know. And I, I think yeah. that that I'm hopeful that Ar- if anyone can do it, I feel like Arkane can. Like their yeah. their world building and story building is so just one of the best in the industry. I feel like, and um, I just they can just do no wrong. So mm-hmm. I'm really hopeful that it continues with Redfall, or else I'll be wrong and they can't do wrong. <laughs> yeah. See. Yeah. Um, Eric, you want to jump into your your last anticipated story of 2022? Yeah, I was back and forth on this one. I don't know. I, but the more I thought about it, the more I felt like it was right. And so I'm hopeful, you know. Mm-hmm. But the game I picked was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And here's why. I mean, I think we can all agree. Borderlands is a game that does not heavily rely on its story <laughs> yeah. too much. It's more about, again, the run around, shoot up, kill things, get loot kind of mentality. Which is nothing wrong with that, right? But in terms of a story, like, Ryan, you and, I, you and I were talking about this before we started recording. How, like, uh, Borderlands 2, the Tiny Tina's... What was the DLC called again? I forget. Uh, oh, Tiny Tina's Dragon Keep, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was so unique because it had this like funny, weird story, but more importantly, it had meaning behind as to why it was all happening. So, spoiler alert for Tiny Tina's 
Dragon Keep or whatever the heck it was called, the DLC for Borderlands 2 that came out like 20 years ago, it feels like. 2009 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> years, but yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> it feels like it, yeah. Um, but like Tiny Tina is, is telling this, this D&D-esque story as a way to grieve the loss of Roland. Yes. I, I literally had to like pull that info straight out of my head like it was hard um it's a way to grieve his loss and like and that's what kind of comes at the end and makes sense as to why tiny tina is telling the story for someone who's so kind of unhinged and and kind of unsettling as tiny tina um you know this is the best way for her to process that information which is so it it made it so interesting and so unique you know in a sense of like um I just wasn't expecting it. I was expecting again more shoot up, run around. But when you see that kind of conclusion and Tina kind of coming to terms with what's happened with Roland, it was really sweet. It was really bittersweet and, and kind of sad. So my hope is with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, it's this you know again this D and D esque style story. You know, it's fun, it's wacky, it has kind of that, that fantasy vibe to it, and it'll be a kind of this story because you kind of need that cohesive story to to have like a kind of like game like this. I think like like any D and D story, yeah. you need a you need some kind of and Ryan, you're much better at versed than me at this than I am, but you need a kind of story to to lead the characters to where they're going and to I mean it sounds stupid in that way. Borderlands had the same thing, but like, I don't think it really cared like what you were doing or where you're going. Like you're just doing yeah. something. My hope is that Tiny Tina's Wonderlands has a much better use of story, and it's more fun and wacky because of the type of story it's trying to tell. So hopefully yeah. that made sense. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I think like when Borderlands is at its best is when it is balancing those like wacky, wild, everyone here is broken, everyone here is messed up, everyone here has trauma, we just mm-hmm. are existing. And then at the same time it is trying to like talk about the human experience and how people deal with this. I think that's when Borderlands at its best. I think with the Borderlands series, they've kind of written themselves into a corner with how the scope they were trying to kind yeah. of accomplish. And I think I think I'm hopeful that in Wonderlands they this is almost like a, a it's a it's it takes place within the the Borderlands world but it is kind of its own story I'm hoping because of that scope they're able to kind of tell a really interesting meaningful story with these wacky wild characters who are who are kind of broken and and are working through trauma we will see um, that's like you said that's what that DLC kind of was it was like Tiny Tina dealing with grief and all of the players also dealing with grief and doing it together through this experience. And one of the cool things about D&D is, like, this is something that, like, some people do to work through grief or work through trauma is they, like, play D&D because you can disassociate, right? You can, yep. it's not you experiencing this, it's somebody else. Or, for example, in, in the DLC, um, spoilers for the DLC again, like, Roland is alive in that DLC and he's the hero and he saves the day and he doesn't die, right? You have autonomy and control of the situation where in the real world you don't. And that's really empowering and help them work through that grief. So hopefully mm-hmm. they'll do something similar where it's this kind of magical world where different things happen. I don't know what the hook will be. I don't know what the what how they're going to do that, but they've done it in the past and I'm hopeful they can do it again. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful. As we said too before we started recording, just depends on old Randy Pitchford and his movie. <laughs> How much is... No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure they can do great things without Randy Pitchford. They probably do better without Randy Pitchford. Uh, they, yeah, I think they do great things, you know, against Randy Pitchford. Like, they are fighting Randy Pitchford to do great things. It's, it's unfortunately my feelings. Um, but it is yeah. it is the world in which, which we live. Um, but yeah. That sounds about right to me. I don't know. <laughs> in spite of. That's, that's the phrase I was looking for. In spite of Randy Pitchford, they do great things. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I, I'm hopeful, though. I will. I think we will, we'll probably end up playing it. 
Ryan, we're on your last game. The most anticipated yeah. stories in 2022. What is the last <laughs> yeah. one that you picked? Yeah, this this was hard um, because mm-hmm. like certainly Ragnarok is would be my my third top, but you already talked about it, so I wanted to kind of talk about something else. So I threw something way out of left field. I do not think this is going to come out in 2022, but if it does, I'm really curious to see what story they tell, and that would be Starfield. The folks who made Elder Scrolls, the folks who made Fallout. I think if they can create some of those really good story experiences they've told in some of those experiences um i and and they do it in a in a cool world that's engaging and exciting if they can create an ip as strong as you know the elder scrolls or or fallout but in in space i think that is going to be that would be um i'm really excited to see them do that they've done it in fantasy they've done it in post-apocalyptic worlds i'm hopeful they can do it in sci-fi i don't think it will come out in 2022 because and actually i would rather it not um so it doesn't come out as a buggy mess which oftentimes um, unfortunately, their games do. Obsidian games do. Um, yeah. Skyrim, you know, is a game that is, is, is now finally stable after, like, 10 years. <laughs> but it took, like, a long time to get there. Long time. Um, and, and Fallout 4, and which and I guess Fallout 76, are still working through the, the bugs of being just... These games are so large and these worlds are so big that they, 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 they struggle to, to keep everything together. I'm hopeful yeah. for Starfield. I would rather them take another three years and make it very good than put out a bad game in 2022. But I'm still excited. Yeah. Um, when Skyrim came out, it was like the biggest thing that ever happened that year, it feels like, at least if you're into video games. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful Starfield will be something as equally exciting and interesting. But we'll see. I'm hopeful that now that like Bethesda is now owned by Microsoft that yeah. it'll kind of give them that stability they need to continue to work on Starfield. Because I feel like if it was just Bethesda developing and, and publishing it, that they would probably have to push it out faster. But maybe with Microsoft's money and, and yeah. you know, they would they have more time to kind of... Because I think that this will be... This probably has the potential to be the next Skyrim that sells yeah. for the next 10 years. That, you know, this is what I think what CD Projekt Red was going for for Cyberpunk. You know, the game that would be selling 10 years down the line at, you know... You know, fairly decent price, and um, but I don't think I mean maybe that will happen. I don't know Cyberpunk is yeah, the most played game they, supposedly of twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one. So maybe I'm wrong, you know. But I just <laughs> don't think neither of us neither of us played uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I did. I did buy it in the in the PlayStation sale. So that when the PS five update comes out, I'll try it. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I might have to do the same. So I want to play it. I really do, but not to go off on a tangent about Cyberpunk. But like, I think it just shows though, like the 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 amount of bad press that game had when it first came out was significant and then they're yeah. still feeling the ramifications of that like now it just came out that keanu reeves never played the game at all when Sarah, when cd patrick Wright said that he did so like the fallout of this game is still coming out and because it was yeah. so rushed and stuff like that so i think if starfield just takes its time like you know or i'm sorry if it takes takes its time with starfield it would be a much better launch for them like yeah they don't need that bad publicity you know microsoft's i think trying everything they can to stay away from bad publicity so They'll to, probably allow to pretty them good to, success, yeah. Yeah, I mean, lately, yeah, for sure, yeah. with everything that they're doing. So I think it's it's worth, you know, hopefully having them to just take their time with it. Yeah, so. I agree. So that's our most anticipated stories of 2022. I think that there's going to be a lot of good stories coming out this year. Yeah. Um, I say this year because it's the first day of this new year. I realized I was, <laughs> I was like, oh man, it's the new year. Um, and hopefully we'll cover more recent stories i think it's hard at the time because like we're so busy and you know games come out and we want to enjoy them too so they might take a little bit but we'll try our best to kind of incorporate more newer stories too so we'll see yeah, yeah but um 
but to leave off, we're at our, our hour mark, but to, we can't end this this DLC yet until we talk about the games we missed in 2021. Yeah, we, we need the motivation to go back and talk about these things, you know? Because now I'm going to leave this this recording and be like, man, I should go buy Halo. <laughs> like, I got to do something. Yeah. I've heard so. like pretty incredible things about Halo. So, Me too, um, yeah. yeah. Surprisingly. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Ryan, we want to tell us some of your the games that you missed in 2021. Yeah, I'll quickly run through them, um, and then if we if we want to dive into any of them, yeah, we, we can. Um, the games I missed in 2021, and these are all games that I've kind of heard about over the year, but just haven't got a chance to play them. A game called Overboard, which is a game in which you, I don't know if you've heard of this game, Eric, but you are a, you're on a cruise ship, and you've murdered your husband, and now you have to what? go back. It's, 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 it's a time loop game. You have to go back and cover all your tracks. So the first scene of the game, you kill your husband, and what? then you have to do the perfect loop of going through and covering up all the evidence and saying all the right things so that no one find out finds out that it was you who killed your husband. It is such what? a cool idea for a game that I cannot, I really want to check out. And it, I believe it's on Switch. It came on Switch over the summer. It's on um, Switch. Yeah. How yeah, I've never heard Switch. of this game. I, I oh don't know. I, I didn't hear. I, I heard that a little bit on a couple of podcasts I listened to, but I've heard anything else. But the concept alone is such a cool idea that it's like this backwards murder mystery where you are the murderer and you're making sure no one finds out about it by like in the morning, you quickly rush down to. I'm making this up. I have not played this game. You quickly rush down to the cafeteria to hide, you know, the evidence there. And then you go and talk to this person to make sure they don't say anything to anybody. And you're, you're jumping all around the ship to cover all your tracks in a single day to make sure that no one finds out that you were the one who killed your husband and the idea is so cool that i just i really want to check check that experience out um (laughs) that is amazing that sounds so good and messed up all the yeah wow okay yeah and like art style wise it's like very very cutesy and 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 like pretty cool but yeah so that is a game i'm excited about returnal like we've talked about um, yep. I'm excited to go check out that experience. Psychonauts 2. I never played Psychonauts 1. I've heard it, it's it, it, it's helpful to play the first, but you don't have to. It, oh, okay. which, so that makes me feel better about going and jumping in a game about like you effectively going into people's brains and helping them deal with trauma and their psychological issues like in this 3D world oh. that seems really cool and interesting. I didn't know that's because, what it was. Yeah, so Psychonauts is, is a game about like effectively like therapy, but instead of like sitting down and talking to somebody, you go into their brains to help them work through whatever they're working through in this like whimsical world, which is sounds really cool. I should totally uh, play that. Wow. Yeah, I, you should. I didn't realize that's what it was. Okay, I yeah. thought it was something way different. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Psychonauts 2 is, is supposed to be very good. Um, which is wild because Psychonauts 1 came out years and years ago. But Tim Schafer, yeah. he's a really great game designer. I love the stuff he does. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure Psychonauts 2 is also good from what I've heard it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death's Door, which you talked about, Eric. I'm, yeah, I'm excited like to go it. check it out. I think it'll be really fun. Um, so I'm excited to dive into that. And then Wildermyth, which is a game that I've seen played, and I, but I haven't dived into. I don't know if you've heard of this game, Eric. I haven't, but it's, actually. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it can be a multiplayer game, but it's effectively... A game in which you create a series of characters, almost RPG style, at the start of the game, and then it this AI throws together a bunch of narratives and experiences. I've heard it best described as like as close to D and D in a game as we've gotten, where like you'll go to this this thing, something random will happen, and then like a bunch or later in the game that comes back and that experience is meaningful and exciting and interesting, and it does all this weird magic. The art style really I'm not into, but I've heard you get used to it. But it's just a really interesting and wild game that's just kind of this 
it's it's effectively a, a a RPG, a tactics RPG where you're like moving around on a grid, but it is not super in depth, but it gets more in depth as you go. But what is cool about it is the story, there is no linear A to B story. It like takes wild turns and it's kind of randomly generated. So mm-hmm. like the writers have written this this story arc and it just happens to pop in in certain orders throughout the game. Um, which is really cool and it's all like procedurally generated in a way that you would expect it to be really bad, but I guess it's supposed to be done really well. So I'm curious to check that out either by myself or with folks, because that sounds like it'll be a fun time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are some of, I'm sure there's other ones, so there's some of the games that I missed in 2021 that I'm excited to check out. That's so cool. I My list is so much bigger than yours, I'm realizing. I, I had so many That's games okay. I need to play. So here's my list of games I missed. I gotta go back and play. Uh, it's, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy. That was I, on my list, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear such good things about it. It totally came out of nowhere, it sounds like, and, and just totally did such a great job. So I'm very excited to play that one. Halo Infinite, like we just talked about, I mean, I just want to play the multiplayer really badly. Like, I kind of have been off the story for a long time for Halo, so I don't really know if I want to go and play the story, but I would probably try it. Um, House of Ashes, which... Yeah. Yeah, which is um, the game done by the developers Dark. of... Yeah. Uh, what's it called now? I, totally, uh, uh, I know it's I know it's a Dark Pictures anthology, but I cannot remember yeah. the first game that they made. The the it's one with the, the snowy kids yeah. in the cabin. Oh yeah, my god, it's gonna, it's gonna haunt me. I love this. I, have, I Until love Dawn. the game too. Until, Until Dawn. Dawn. Thank you. Yeah. Jeez Louise, yeah. Um, which I heard House of Ashes took back all the criticism of all the other games for the anthology series and made this one like the best one. It's very cool. So, it's very cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's really cool. Uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I didn't play either of those when they first came out, and I love Pokemon, so I think that should be a game I really should try. I think I'm going to try that when I feel like kind of like a lull, as I feel like that's a, a great time to jump into a Pokemon game and kind of just be mindless with it. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Kenna? I hope I'm saying that right. Bridge yeah. of Spirits? Uh, yeah. Which I hear is great. It Takes Two, which I finally bought a second PlayStation 5 controller so I can finally play this game. So <laughs> I will finally know Ryan's perspective. I know Ryan's perspective on the game, so I'll try to go in with an open mind and, and see if I have the same. That would be hilarious if we had two different perspectives. Yeah, perspectives. I, that'd be a really great conversation. Game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd talk about that. We'd have yeah. to cover. I mean, it sounds like it's a good game that we should probably cover regardless. Like, I think it sounds pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, of course, 12 Minutes, which I I really want to play so badly. It's Have you heard 12 Minutes, Ryan? Yeah, I have. I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah. Which I, I just got an Xbox for Christmas, and I, so I got Game Pass Oh, that's yesterday. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting it. So I, yeah. I that's why when I'm, I was waiting to get back for blood or get PC Game Pass, I was like, I could potentially get the next Xbox. So then, not to, I'm not bragging or anything like that, but just like, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and again, now I fully understand why Game Pass is so crazy. Because you get all those games for I've downloaded yeah. so many games. I downloaded yeah. Halo, like the multiplayer, like or in in the campaign. Like you know, I I downloaded uh, Twelve Minutes. It takes two. Like I, there's so many games like on there. It blows my mind. I only paid a dollar for the first month. That's crazy. It's like, it's yeah. It's wild. It's I played a so, dollar for my first month, and I played Outer Worlds, and I still like, even though I've had it for maybe a year, I, I like. I don't think I've, I've made up for that $60 purchase that I made for a dollar back then. It's it's really yeah. wild. Yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. That is so wild. So like I hope it I hope they keep it around for a long time cuz like that is such a great thing for it just blows my mind. They must be burning money with that. There's no way they can't. They're, like, they are burning money. They are investing in the future. Yeah, but burning money yeah. for now. <laughs> Man, it's just it's such a it's so cool. But yeah. So those are my games. I'm I I think 2021 like I'm hopeful now it's 2022 like I'll try to make more time to play some games. I think I, I've missed that a lot in the last year. So I that's my hope is to kind of make more time for that. So um, 
But yeah, so and of course, keep working on the podcast. It's been a little wonky these past couple yeah, months. Yeah, it's the been podcast. Tough. It's been a tough couple months. Yeah. Yeah, it's been hard, but we're getting back on track. We'll be recording Portal soon, which is really really exciting. And then we yeah. have a really special uh, episode coming out. It's gonna be fun and wacky, and I don't want to say too much. It's gonna be I'm hopeful. <laughs> I just started working on it, so I'm hopeful it's gonna. Oh, be good, great! So. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I'm very excited for it. I think it's gonna be really yeah. fun. So, but you'll see that soon. I don't know what our our uh, release looks like right now i don't know if we want to just do portal for the month and try to stay away from bedtime stories if people are sick of those or i don't know so we'll, yeah, we'll, we can, we'll, we'll see how those. we're feeling yeah but as always story goers please let us know what your most anticipated stories of 2022 are the stories that you loved from 2021 and what games you missed in 2021 also we would love to talk about those in the next episode you can send them to us at tales from the cartridge at gmail.com all of the e's are threes you can also send to us through our social medias I'll try to get better about Twitter. I've dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> My Instagram is always a solid. So don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, you 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 do an incredible job with Instagram. Twitter's Twitter's nice. a harder harder not to crack. Uh, it it's really harder is. To, yeah. yeah, it's harder to get out in front of folks, but it's okay. Yeah, um, but you'll see some more from us this month, and hopefully things yes. are good. And uh, Ryan, anything else I should? Anything else you want to say before we sign off? I don't think so. I'm 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 so happy to be here recording with you, like always, Eric. It's such a wonderful time. But other than I missed that, it. no, I'm, yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what other stories we get to cover in this next year. I'm excited for in September to look back on this year and reflect on all the oh, stories yeah. that we've done. I'm excited for looking at our calendar for even if we do like half of these stories. I'm excited for for any and all of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's an exciting time. Cool. Awesome. Well, hopefully everyone's good, and we will see you all in the next episode. Bye! Bye.